Hey everyone, welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. This is Florence Bremer, I'm your host. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a weekly podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for over 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. I do not have the magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and enjoying my time off. This week's podcast, um, I have some stuff weighing heavily on my heart. Uh, 2020. Wow. Look, I don't even know what to say anymore. Um, a lot happened and I wanted to talk a little bit about dealing with bad news, even horrible news, and kind of some tips for getting through it, even though I feel like right now I'm in the midst of some things and I'm just taking it day by day at this point. I want to start off with a story that I had left myself a note about at the beginning of the week because it happened to me on Monday. And now it feels like it's a million miles away, but I still want to talk about it. I want to talk about how I've noticed that there seems to be a uh, a deficit on people being kind to each other. On one hand, there's a lot of people putting out effort to be kind and to be helpful and to even just smile and say hello and to be understanding about what someone's going through, which I have to tell you is the vast majority of people I encounter. But then there's those few bad apples that just make it all miserable, and I don't understand it. I had dinner with my daughters on Monday, my two oldest daughters. We were getting together a group for dinner. Like I was working late. Um, my daughter, who the pregnant one who's back to work, she got out of work kind of late. And my daughter with the baby and my son-in-law wanted to have dinner and take the baby out. So we decided to meet at a local restaurant in town called Legends. It's kind of like a sports bar slash restaurant. They have really good food, you know, for like kind of that atmosphere. And I um, always sort of forget about it, but my daughters like it quite a bit and said, well, why don't we go there? I said, perfect, because my one daughter who works, she works in the parking lot of that location, so she could just walk right over there. And uh, my daughter grabbed the baby and they went. My son-in-law just suddenly felt exhausted and decided not to go. And um, my youngest daughter was doing something. And so we just ended up being a small group. It was my two oldest daughters, me and the baby. And I was running a few minutes late. They got there and they had started ordering appetizers. And the service was like a little bit slow, like not terrible. But they had the one-year-old with them. And he was sort of not having it. And later, my oldest daughter told me that um, 
Lily, who has the baby, she was up on her feet. She was sweating. She was rocking him. She was entertaining him. She was singing to him. And he just was, I think he was hungry, and they were waiting for the appetizers. And I got there like two seconds before the appetizer showed up. The appetizers arrived. She gave him a couple chips that seemed to satisfy him. Then he was sort of, you know, acting up again while we were waiting for the food. We grabbed out our phones, put on a little baby video for him, and then he seemed happy, but honestly was a little loud. And, and my daughter was just doing her best. She was made sure he had his water cup, his pacifier. We were singing, you know, just doing it all. And then um, dinner came. And he had little grill, grilled cheese sandwiches. She caught him up. He's sitting there and eating. And we look at the end of our table, and there's just a man, like, hovering above our table. And it was very confusing because he just stood there and hovered while we were eating. And I, the thought in my head was that he came over just to see the baby. You kind of get a lot of that when you have a baby in your family. And it's very nice. You know, people love babies. It's a good thing. But he just stood there and was kind of staring. And I said, hi, you know, like very friendly. And then he just stood there some more. And then he finally pointed to my grandson. And he said, that called my grandson of that, that ruined my dinner. And he pointed to my daughter who is a, you know, she's 21 years old. She's a new mom. And he said, and you should have made sure that he had something to eat. It's your fault because you didn't feed him. And then I still, it was not clicking what he was doing. I then thought, I thought it was a joke. I thought he was going to say, oh, that's how babies are. And good luck to you and da, da, da. And then he turned on his heel and walked away. And he was leaving. Like he had finished his meal. He was standing with a, a to-go container. And then we just looked at each other with our mouths open. Like, what was that? And so I jumped up on my feet and I was like, I'm going to tell him how rude he was. But he was gone. He was long gone. Like by the time we composed ourselves. And I went and I just said to the restaurant staff they were all kind of standing together so it's a it's a small place so everyone was kind of in the same location and I said are, did someone complain about us or is someone complaining about us are we a problem like you know let me know and they said no like no what happened I told them the story they were horrified they were apologizing they were very nice and I said no like none of this is like anything your fault your problem I said I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy. And they made me just feel so much better saying, oh, it's a family restaurant. It's a little kid. No problem. And the table next to us, they were like, hey, don't worry about it. It's, you know, we all have kids. Don't worry about it. And I just thought, where do people come from? Like, what was that? Um, he also, he said, you ruined my dinner. And I just thought, Wow wow, you must have no joy if a child crying is going to ruin your dinner. So that was Monday and I had, you know, been, wrote it down and thought, oh, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast because I just am like, why is there like this? 
weirdness of like some people being so unkind. And I've had it come up in a few situations where someone at the grocery store yelled at me for having a cart full of groceries about how long it was going to take. I have a house full of people, like I need groceries. And um, the person was holding two bottles of vodka and was yelling at me. And I, we had even let the person go in front of us and still, before she started yelling at us, we said, oh, hey, do you want to go in front of us? When she got in front of us, continued to yell at us or started to yell at us for having too many groceries. Like it just, things are just blowing my mind. Um, in another grocery store, it has arrows where you're supposed to walk in one direction. And um, the, the, I didn't realize it. It was the first time I went there since they had the arrows. And I just didn't realize it. And then when um, someone walked past me, they screamed at me for facing the wrong way. I was the only person in the aisle. Like it didn't even occur to me. It I didn't know. And since then, I have been in that grocery store and 50% of the people are going the wrong way because they just don't realize that there's these arrows on the floor. It is very confusing. I know now because I was shouted at, but I thought, how, you know, like, how dare you? Like, what is that? So that was the beginning of the week. And now, like I said, it feels like a million miles away because it's been too much. It's all been too much. It's it's been crazy. So on, um, let me double check what day that was. It was either Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Thursday. I'll tell you how I woke up that morning. I woke up as the happiest person in the world. I didn't have anything scheduled. I had planned to get my nails done early. I have a bunch of work I need to work on, like a pile. And I've just been sort of like throwing it in a folder and thinking, Thursday's the day I'm going to start working on it. And then the first thing that happens on Thursday is someone calls me who's not a client, but a referral from another attorney on a case that the other attorney's working on, but they have a conflict, so they couldn't take it. And they needed a pleading drafted that day. And, um, it, I, I just knew how distressed they were and figured out a way to help them. But it was really me dropping the whole day. Later on, I received the sweetest phone call from them, just saying like how thankful they were that I did that, like they knew what a hardship it was, and thanked me. So that was part one. And then so um, their work got done. I was done like maybe 2, 2.30. So that, okay, I'm still going to get my nails done. And then um, I get a call that a longtime client has passed away. Not an old client. Not, not 50 years old. Um, just floored me. Like floored me. Knocked me out. Then I um, get an email from a client who has tested positive for COVID-19, someone that I've seen in the last few weeks. So of course, I'm like worried. And the Arizona cases are skyrocketing. And it's unusual. I mean, we're not in like a heavy populated area. Um, Arizona's still like I don't know. It's not really semi, I guess semi shutdown, you could call it. It's not wide open. There's no 
movie theaters, a ton of things are still closed. And so now there's, um, the governor has mandated some um, rules regarding masks for everyone to wear masks. And there was always this hope that as soon as it got really hot, and it's starting to get really hot here, um, next week will be 110, that the heat was going to kill off the virus. But it seems to not do it. I mean, there's still so much unknown about this. I, I'm getting the feeling that a lot of it has to do with being inside as opposed to being outside. And when the virus first was hitting, people were outside all the time. I would go outside like any time of day because the weather was so beautiful. And people were walking, they were flying kites, they were biking everywhere. Now it's hot. Like you, you either have to get out first thing in the morning, even like when it gets dark, it's still not ideal. Um, I'll give you an example. Yesterday morning to do my Saturday walk, I set my alarm for 4.30, got dressed, got the stroller ready, got my grandson up at 5, um, gave him breakfast in his stroller while we walked because it gets too hot too quick. So you want to get back by 7 o'clock. It was glorious on our walk, um, walking at 5 in the morning. It, it was almost a little chilly. It sort of reminded me of mornings in um, uh, Coronado when I would stay there a couple of days during the summer, which won't be a thing this summer because the place that I stay is closed down till August. Just, it all feels like a blow. <laughs> like all these things that were part of your life just aren't right now. So, um, you know, people aren't outside and I don't know if that's it, that people have to be inside and they're in close quarters. So we're going to start taking, I mean, we're taking all these precautions already. I've like cut down in-person meetings as much as possible. Now we're going to require masks to our visitors and we're going to continue, of course, with our, um, our decontamination after everybody leaves. Um, all right. What else is going on? I guess that's it. So what I was thinking about was, how do you deal with that? Like things that I've done and things I've looked up to try to deal with it because it was just a hard week. It just was bad news after bad news. And it's a lot. It is, it's a lot. So one thing I like to do is just remember we're all, we've all been there. We're all in this together Having that as a mindset can be a positive thing, which I really encourage people to do. Remember, when you have someone maybe be a little bit short with you, it's probably nothing to do with you. It's whatever they have going on. So I just try to remember, like, we all have stuff going on. I feel like when COVID first hit and then there was the lockdown where everyone was in quarantine they kind of like chilled about it like hey we're all in this together I um loved that mindset I was still working a bunch so I don't know that I was you know felt as chill <laughs> as a lot of people but um I definitely felt like this was a you know group thing missed people a lot was texting and reaching out to people sending cards to people and um just trying to remember that's the case. 
Another thing to do is try to see what, what can I learn from this? It's hard when it's first happening. And I still don't know what I am learning from any of this. What you know, one thing I'm learning is, it's very important to reflect on the good times, and to be kind. I have pulled up just whenever I've needed a little boost, I've gone into my pictures on my iPhone and just did a really fast scroll and just landed somewhere in the middle and just looked at like 10 or 20 pictures. And it's usually like a vacation or a party or something like that. And I think, okay, this just, this is good. Okay. Another thing is, if it's something where you have to make a choice, don't make any choices immediately. Think about it a little bit. There's some things on everything that's been going on where I have some things that I really need to think about and make choices. I haven't entirely um, finished thinking about it or making those choices. I'm still working my way through this whole thing with COVID. It has been a change of changes day by day on how I am handling at the office, how we're handling our workflow, how we're handling people coming in. Changes are happening to me, like with court. Um, up until five days ago, I had hearings where I was going to have things in person, and now I'm getting a lot of notices of don't come in, we're going to do it by telephone, like things were starting to open it up again. And the courts are saying don't come in. So that's, you know, something as well. I'm also dealing with my workload on a on a day by day basis, and how to manage it and, and how I what I need to do with it. And a lot of it includes like, working late, unfortunately, because I'm having these days of just nonstop telephone calls and meetings and trying to just get it together. And I've am going to need to get used to at least for for a time being. And it was something that for a long time, like with my time management, and you've heard me talk about it on the show, with what I was trying to do with time management, I was trying not to work every single second. My business is in a situation right now where I sort of don't have a choice. I have to be available to handle this um, waterfall, these tidal waves that just keep coming at me and then try to prioritize and get myself together. So think about stuff and don't make a decision right away. And then once you've had your conversation or had your thoughts, got your thoughts together, then make a plan. And it might be a step-by-step plan. It's coming up a lot in a lot of the things that I was facing last week. And I'm going to just try to keep moving forward on it. Okay. All right. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. Today's Sunday. Today's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to the dads out there. And i I have a couple of um, more pleasant things to talk about where I just wanted to talk about some things that I did or saw or read that I thought was very um, interesting that I wanted to recommend 
One recommendation that I have for you is to switch out your hangers. This was something that was forced upon me. I moved into my new house on March 17th. Most of my hangers were dry cleaner hangers. And I had a ton of the old plastic hangers. So I had everything in my closet and it looked relatively okay. Um, I have an organization where I kept all my dresses are together. All my coats are together. My shirts are together. I color coordinated the shirts because I have a lot of shirts. Um, I have pants and skirts together. All my suits are together. It just is organized. My shoes are very organized for the first time ever. And I've been wearing different shoes more and more because they're more accessible and more organized. But my sister-in-law was in my closet a few weeks ago and she said, what are these hangers? It is. It looks so ugly. You have everything organized and then you have just, you know, wire hangers and these big fat plastic hangers and your clothes will hang better and they'll you know, won't have big bumps in them and all sorts of stuff. So um, I, when she told me that, I ignored her because I said, oh, my hangers are fine. I've been, uh, like when I moved in here, I noticed that I was short on hangers. So I went to, um, where did I go? Oh, just on Amazon. I went on Amazon and I bought some of the, um, I guess they call them the velvet hangers, they're thin hangers, but they have kind of like the velvet coating on it. And um, I bought a bunch of them because I needed more hangers. I was hanging up more stuff that was previously folded. And a, a bunch of my husband's shirts were folded. So I hung all those shirts up and I needed more hangers. But I still had, it was just adding to my hangers. It wasn't replacing them. So I um, ignored her. And I was like, it's fine. Like my stuff is is hanging no big deal. She went ahead and she ordered for me from Home Shopping Network um, matching beautiful velvet hangers. They were on, they had a clearance price. They were very economical and they arrived this week. And I just started working my way through it. At every night I would turn on a podcast and a timer for maybe like 15 minutes and start working through them and they have like clips the hangers have clips for pants and they have dust covers and when I got done with it I was like oh I see what she means this you know makes a makes a giant difference I was very very happy with how it looks afterwards so doing that little project just took my mind off a lot of stuff and um embarrassingly I had like three boxes of just gross plastic hangers. I mean, they weren't even nice anymore. They just were all cracked and, and kind of like dry heat. I don't even know how these hangers will get this way. And tons of wire hangers from the dry cleaners. So I have all, you know, three, not like huge boxes, but three fairly um, sizable boxes of just hangers that were not working anymore. So that felt good. I saw a couple of movies this week that I liked, one that I liked um, somewhat and uh, liked quite a bit and one that I loved. So the movie that I liked quite a bit was called You Should Have Left. It was a movie that I was looking forward to as a Blumhouse movie, uh, Kevin Bacon's in it, Amanda Seyfried, um, and they go to this creepy house and stuff happens. 
So right up my alley, the type of movie I like. Wasn't the world's greatest movie, but it had a lot of fun elements to it. And a surprise at the end that I thought really wasn't a surprise, but it was sufficiently creepy. And um, there were some angles where I thought they really should have explored that more. I really would have liked it. But with Kevin Bacon being as great as he was, it, it really was good. Um, I did that as a rental on Amazon for $19.99. And it would have been a movie that I would have sought the movies if the movies were open. And it would have cost me more than the $19.99. And my, um, it was a birthday present too. My associate for my birthday gave me a gift card that you could use to stream and rent movies. So it was perfect. It was just the perfect gift for me. And then I was listening to the Film Vault on Friday, and they were talking about a Japanese horror movie called Uncut of the Dead, or a Japanese zombie movie is more like it. I can't tell you anything about this movie because it will ruin it. The Film Vault was very careful and not telling anything, but just kept saying, you have to see it. It was from 2017, and um, Anderson was saying that it was one of his favorite If he was revising his list from 2017, it would be one of his favorite movies of the year. So I was super intrigued. I don't always love movies with subtitles because it feels a bit like work to me because usually when I'm watching a movie, I'm vegging out. But it was an hour and a half. And I thought, this sounds like fun. And I did a trial subscription to Shudder. They have a free uh, one-week trial subscription. And then after that, it's $4.99 a month. And it's all horror and thriller. So it's a channel that's kind of uh, right up my alley, a streaming service that's right up my alley. So I thought, well, let me try it. Maybe I'll keep it. I don't know. But at least I want to see Uncut of the Dead. I loved this movie. I The fact that there were subtitles is like gone out of my head. doesn't matter. It didn't take away from it at all. It's kind of split into three different acts, each more enjoyable than the next, which is unusual sometimes you love the setup of a movie so much and then it just meh like the ending's like meh like it's fine I love this movie and my daughter the oldest one watched it with me and we've just been telling anyone that we've talked to just which has just been a couple people because we just watched it that they really need to see this movie I highly recommend it I started reading Val Kilmer's new book called I Am Your Huckleberry and I've always believed that he's sort of an unusual guy, that there's always been stories that he's been difficult to deal with and um, was not pleasant on movie sets. I've read the first couple of chapters. I think that he acknowledges that about himself. He's also gone through a lot of tragedy in the last few years where he had throat cancer and had major surgery and basically has lost his ability to speak or his ability to at least speak with with any clarity and which makes me so sad because I think about the movies that he was in and he has a really nice voice like when you think about him as um in Tombstone or in the one Batman that he was in um and then also just very handsome and um he's older now I mean people age and that's what happens um but his his surgeries, I think, have also uh, changed his face a little bit. And he still looks, you know, great for what he's been through. But 
it's just sad, like when you see in the book, you know, his younger pictures and just how incredibly handsome he was. Um, and he has a great writing voice. Sometimes when you read an autobiography, um, a lot of times with people that I see that I think will be interesting, their writing voice isn't super interesting. I thought Rob Lowe's writing voice was really good. I know that one probably sounds like a weird one, but he just had a great writing voice, like very conversational. And it felt like it was coming directly from them, not a ghostwriter. I don't know to the extent if they use ghostwriters, but sometimes you read an autobiography and it just feels like a little generic. Um, Val Kilmer's definitely not like a very, like very poetic. He speaks in a very poetic uh, writing style. I'm also reading a book called Starring Who, which is a book that was recommended to me that just talks about people who were supposed to were supposed to have been in movies, were considered for movies, and their price wasn't met, or they backed out, or maybe even died, um, whatever the case was, and they weren't cast in that role. Very interesting. Like, I love this book. Like, this is something that's right up my alley. I'm just starting the chapter. It goes decade by decade. I'm starting the chapter on the 60s. So I'm looking forward, especially to the more modern movies, although I do love old Hollywood. So that's what I've been up to kind of uh, this week, sort of. That's another tip I'll have for you when you're dealing with stuff like this. Like, do stuff that just sort of clears your mind. Um, Because if you can go somewhere else, whether it's a movie or changing out your hangers, it can really make a difference. Okay, I thank you all. Um, I thank you all for your comments. I thank you all for listening. My... This podcast means the world to me. I really appreciate it. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette, Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. Facebook under my personal name and my law office name, Law Office of Florence Brummer. Website, BrummerLaw.com. We are also on Patreon. I thank you so much, and I'll be back next week with a new podcast for you.